0: Hey, it's Jose Galison on No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me just about everywhere podcasts are at. I'm on the Liberty Movement YouTube channel and BitChute as well. This will be on the Liberty Movement YouTube channel because we're going to be covering a non-political cultural topic today, which will be parenting, uh, respectful parenting to be more exact. Uh, my guests will be Alex Hatch and Barbara Beeman. Um, so also want to remind you guys I monetize. Give me money. I'm all about making money. So I'm on a Patreon. Uh, com slash No way Jose 2020 also can give me crypto and the Fed app and I am no way Jose 2020 there as well. With that, I'm gonna go ahead and bring on Alex and Barb and we'll do this. Hey, what's up guys?
1: Hey, Hi. Jose, how are you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> good, good. You guys <laughs> All right, I already said that. But so you got you guys are good yeah. by going by Alex and Barb or Barbara. Do you guys have yep. preferences? So
2: Barb's fine for me. Barb,
0: I don't know. Just Barbara seems long. I don't know. Barbara's it my grandmother's is. name. So it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels weird. All of
2: the Barbaras out there are um, usually grandmother or
0: older age. It's true. I'm
1: yeah, one of the few. You were named ones. after our great aunt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, our grandmother's sister. <laughs> yeah. So can you guys go ahead and introduce your, yourselves to the audience so they know who you guys are and what you're about?
1: Sure. Um, I'm Alex Hatch. And uh, let's see. I'm co-host of the Parenting Trap podcast. I'm also starting a business called uh, Mantifly, where we are trying to build a virtual free market, starting with the beauty industry.
2: Yeah, and I'm Barbara Beeman. I um I'm ho- co-host of Parenting Trap podcast. that's uh, the two of us. And um, other than that, I'm just a mom of two. Uh, and we're sisters. Yeah. I, have,
1: I have kids too. That's right. Yep. We we're thought sisters. it would be. Uh, we both have a very radical parenting yeah. philosophy, and we thought it would be nice to um, it, you know, tell more people about it because there's not a lot of people uh, doing podcasts about this specifically
2: respectful parenting Mm -hmm. uh
1: yeah yeah
0: nice uh so uh, alex you've already kind of hit the big time haven't you you've been on thad's podcast before haven't you were you i thought i saw you there right yeah forever i did
1: (laughs) yeah okay so that was like my first that was my first ever interview but it was like an interview i uh I, i paid for it it was an advertisement
0: Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It was your own Thad, so it's not a bad first podcast, so...
1: (laughs) It was amazing. No, it's funny because I actually reached out to so many people when I started Mantifly. and uh, I just, like, no one wrote back. (laughs) No one cared. Um, I thought I was really naive, and I thought that I just had to have a good idea and then tell people about it. So by the time um, Thad came around, he actually contacted me, and so he was... I had at that point given up. I was like, all right, I obviously don't know how to contact people. And then um, I just joined Renegade University and he saw my email address and looked up MantaFly, and he was like, what is this? Oh, this is a great project. So that was, that was really cool. But I've reached out to like Dave Smith and Michael Malice. And uh, I, I just recently reached out to Tom Woods. So, you know, like people don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, throw that net out wide. Yeah. Dude, it's, I, wrote, I reached out to John Stossel. I reached out to Snoop Dogg. I was like, I don't <laughs> know, dude. I was writing everyone. I was like, hey, guess what? I have this thing that's really cool. And oh uh, no one cared. No one.
0: <laughs> I mean, worse they can do say no. I mean, especially from doing podcasting, you know, it's kind of, you know, I mean, maybe it's a little different. I've had the opposite experience, but I haven't shot as high as you have. Like pretty much everybody I've hit up has either said, yes or like if they have given me a no it's been because like they have there's a legit reason but like yeah but i also haven't shot as high as you have i haven't like hit the dave smiths and the tom woods like i've had some big names but i feel like that's a different tier you know (laughs) so whatever shooting stars, you know well
1: and it's different when you're talking about a podcast and a like business, because when people mm-hmm. hear a business, they think like, "Oh, you're trying to sell something." And when people hear podcasts, they're like, "Oh, yeah, this is just something that people want to hear about." So yeah. um, it so, gets a different response. Yeah,
2: so you're you're contacting them to try and get um, help with M- MantaFly. Not necessarily on our podcast.
1: Right. The podcast came yep. later. I Although, didn't... if
2: Snoop Dogg wants to come on and talk about Parenting, <laughs> <one> parenting <laughs> yeah, no. tribe, that would be great. <laughs> be I'll awesome. take that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, that'd be very interesting. Yeah, it is definitely a different dynamic. Like, because if you're just trying to have a conversation, or if, like, even if you were to go on someone else's podcast, talk about Manafly, you're not necessarily saying they endorse it. It's just still just a conversation. But it does, like, I feel like it's almost an advertising. And for people, especially a lot of big names, it's like they get tied up in advertisements and it's like they're kind of putting their name on it. So even though it's not technically an advertisement, it kind of is. So I could see that's a different, different thing. So anyways, let's, let's get yeah. back to the topic at hand. What is respectful parenting? Let let me know what that is.
1: So um, I would say respectful parenting is very similar to peaceful parenting, which is something a lot more people have probably heard about. Um, but it's more, what's the word? Like uh, has more clear boundaries like yes. it's it has a more clear philosophy. It's easier to understand and implement because there's clear reasons why you do what you do mm-hmm. versus in the peaceful parenting community, I felt like cuz I was at first uh in the peaceful parenting or attachment parenting community and um there you got these these answers to questions cuz every parent runs into these these problems. Like parenting is super hard. And when you go into these uh uh respe- uh, pa- uh peaceful or attachment parenting groups. They're like, oh, try this, try that, try this, try that. And they don't give you the reasons why. Whereas respectful parenting, I found, gives you the reasons why, the philosophy, the reason behind it, which makes it easier to implement later and when you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. that didn't really answer the question. And then, well,
2: yeah. So peaceful parenting, yeah, it's it's about um, respect, uh, treating children as whole human beings from birth um, until uh, you know adulthood, and allowing them to um, kind of be their own person. Uh, that I would say, not trying to, you know, make them something that they're not, and loving them for who they are, as we should with all of our people that we
1: have in our lives. Yes. Like recognizing that kids have um, they don't have the same abilities as us and they need help and support and then treating them with respect and empathy, kind of meeting them where they're at. So a lot, a big piece is not using punishments or rewards. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys kind of got two birds stoned there because, uh, I, uh, my next question was going to be, what's the difference between uh, respectful and peaceful? Because I know that is like the the hot item for especially in the space that we kind of hang out in and like the libertarian-ish, that kind of space. A lot of those people are very much like, you know, very hip to peaceful parenting, which is good. That's great, you know, because they're all about, you know, nonviolence, you know, or the NAP and stuff and that kind of applies. And in my head, the way I kind of dis- uh, distinguish peaceful parenting and, and uh, respectful parenting is, is like a more specific version. So I see it as a difference between like being like an ANCAP and being an agorist because a lot yeah. of agorists consider themselves caps, but agorist is more like a specific version of it, if you will. So, I mean, exactly. that's kind of how I see it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Like so the set.
1: way I describe it is like an umbrella, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the peaceful parenting umbrella and respectful parenting falls under that umbrella.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also kind of way I've squared it in my head, and you can tell me if it's not right, is I see respectful parenting is kind of almost like, um, you are, you're not viewing your children as children, you're viewing them as people. So you're kind of just right. treating them how you treat people. And it, yes. I know that's, and it sounds like not crazy when you say it like that, but when you kind of put it in practice, it does kind of sound crazy to a lot of people because it has a lot of implications. It's kind of the same idea as like the NAP, like it doesn't sound crazy, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. But when you apply it, you know, consistently across the board, then they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like, like, what are we talking about here? But like, yeah, so it, it, it kind of makes sense. And it is like completely shift people's thinking, I think when it comes to children. So that's kinda of why there's been a, a few of your episodes. I like we share on the liberty movement, like because you guys I put you out there and there, we've had a few that have gotten some feedback. They're like, Oh my god, they're saying this. And you're like, Well, it's not that crazy. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, I, I need, need to see know. the
1: we need I to. I check at the... periodically. I'm not always on top of it. I didn't even know that we had comments. We need to respond to those. I do need oh, to no, I got my first like Twitter fights today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think the big one, I, I had to put this in there for later, but we can go now. Yeah, the big one that we uh that people got complained about was the, I think the not saying good job episode. Cause they were like, ah. and th- this is what I was sharing. I don't remember where, I, what, cause yeah. I share, I share these all out. I promote them all over the place, all over social media. And, uh, mm-hmm. someone was like, well, of course us as parents, it's our job to tell them what's good and what's not good and blah, blah, blah. And like, I, obviously mm-hmm. they hadn't even watched the episode. They just were going off the, uh, the promotion <laughs> it's kind of like well you know like that's an interesting take you have there maybe check out the episode yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it so.
1: is it's it's it there's like it research so. behind this right
2: yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. um it, it it does i can understand why parents would think like well how are our kids supposed to know what they're doing is good or not if we don't encourage them one way or the other right and mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't seem intuitive until you really uh um, hear about it.
1: Well, and, and like there's, it's so, mm-hmm. it's kind of easy to convince people not to use punishments because it feels wrong. Like I think most parents don't want to punish their kids. Yeah, It doesn't don't, feel right. Yeah.
2: When you sit there and you like throw a child, that's like, you know, having a hard time into the corner of a room for timeout or whatever. I think even it, every parent doesn't like love that they don't really love that feeling right I no can't no imagine. one no
1: one likes that they Everyone just feel like that. they have to do so, it so <laughs> so the thing is like the the piece where the good job comes in it's like we also don't believe in rewards because mm-hmm. punishments and rewards both coerce behavior and we don't believe in usually using, using coercion to manipulate behavior in any relationship mm-hmm. so with kids with adults anyone like i just don't believe in using coercion to try and manipulate behavior it doesn't feel yeah, like an authentic yeah. relationship.
0: Coercion may be a little bit, but not the, quite the correct term. But I get what you mean. Manipulating, you're manipulating them and trying to, yeah. you know, lead them on with positive. But yeah. Um, so next question, I, I guess I probably had to preamble this with uh, what the question of how old are your kids? Because uh, this will kind of lead into my next question. So um, it,
1: my kids are six and seven. Yeah, my seven year old's almost eight. Yeah, mine are
2: uh, eight-month-old now and uh, uh, just newly turned two-year-old.
0: Okay, cool. Well, then that, that works out because mm-hmm. you, you mean – I mean, maybe not so much for Barbara but more for Alex because the next question I was going to ask you is have you always employed these methods? I have an eight-year-old and an 11-year-old, and the reason why I, I'm bringing it up is because – I don't know if I necessarily completely categorize myself as a uh, respectful parent. It's not even like a thing I necessarily identified with, but like, I I guess some aspects I do, but I, it wasn't until later that I became what I would consider a peaceful parent or whatever, you know, peaceful parenting. Cause I did when I was younger. Cause I mean, I had, I mean, I'm only 29 and I have an 11 year old and I have a uh, eight year old. So um pretty young. So like, I, I mean, I was just young and dumb. So like I, and I had been raised to like spank and stuff like that. So I started that out younger and it took a while to break myself from that. And I have noticed like some things from that. I mean, it wasn't like when they were super old, I probably the oldest, I probably, I would say probably around three or four is when I probably didn't, didn't, didn't use those methods anymore. And I have noticed between the two children differences and like, it's subtle things like that. So I'm just kind of curious. Have you always employed these methods or is that something you found later or or not?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we're sisters and we were raised in the same family. Our uh, parents did not raise us this way. Um, I was pregnant with my oldest when I started researching parenting, like just parenting philosophies, right? Techniques. Um, And I remember thinking like, okay, I was spanked. So we have to spank. And I read, you can't spoil a baby. And I thought, all right, that sounds fair. I understand that. Uh, But when do you start to punish your kids? And I remember talking to my friends. I remember talking to my friends who were parents, who were nannies, who were people who spent lots of time with kids. And I said, I don't understand when you know to discipline your kids. And the answer I got from them across the board was, you'll know, you'll know. And that was it. And I thought, what a stupid answer. That is not a definitive. That is like such a gray, just you'll know, like you'll know. I, I don't like those types of answers. I like real answers <laughs> and that didn't feel like a real answer. So, um, I did a deep dive into it. Uh, when my oldest was born, I started researching when I was pregnant with him, when my oldest was born, that's when I found uh, peaceful parenting and attachment parenting. So I went into that and then I read that there was a lot of research that showed you shouldn't spank your kids. So I adopted that philosophy Um, and it wasn't until my oldest started showing signs of troubling, like really difficult behavior, um, that I thought, okay, this isn't working and I need to find something else. And when I looked for something else, the variation of suggestions were so extreme some people said time out some people said take things away some people said don't do either of those things it was so extreme (laughs) but sticker charts right everything and they said um, that no one could give me the reasons why and it wasn't until my youngest so my my two are 21 months apart and it wasn't until my youngest was born and i'd actually heard of this respectful parenting rye r-i-e is another word for it i read about it and people in the peaceful parenting community it's very controversial Uh, a lot of people in the peaceful parenting community hate them and so i knew that it was controversial um and i didn't look into it and the little bit i read about it i was like oh yeah those guys sound crazy um so i didn't really think about it and then it wasn't until my my youngest was born that i had harder situations to deal with it deal with and um I was desperate. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to read about it. And I read about it. And I thought it was crazy. I thought it sounded crazy. The first thing I tried, seriously, the first thing I tried was I had this thing where I had a a baby. I had to watch both my kids alone in the house by myself. And I had a baby. And then I had an almost two-year-old trying to play with the baby and (laughs) hurt the baby. And it was like hard because I didn't want him to hurt the baby. And the more I like intervened and was like, don't hurt the baby, the more he wanted to play with and hurt the baby. And it's not like he wanted to hurt the baby. It was just confusing to him. So, um, so, so the first thing I read, the first thing I tried, um, I read if we step back and we don't hover and, brace ourselves for what we think is going to come then it might not come and so we need to actually trust them and give them space and i did and i was like all right i guess if that's the thing like uh, i so i did and it worked it worked it was crazy and i was like oh my god and when that the one thing worked i was like okay maybe i should try these other things and as i tried them it it just felt more and more right and the reasons and then i learned the reasons behind them and they made sense they were logical So, and I ended up embracing it. Yeah.
0: And your kid's a little bit older. So you probably, you probably been, I'm assuming you, Barbara, probably kind of have been employing these methods the whole way through kind of deal. (laughs) Um, That's right. Yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Because she found, Alex found it before I did. And so, um, you know, I used to watch her kids a lot and, uh, see the way she interacted and everything. And so I, um, I just started from day one and, um, read a bunch as well. So, i've been kind of going into it i mean it's it's not like i do everything perfectly again alex mentioned rye r-i-e uh and um i i try to follow rye but it's it can be challenging at times so i, I don't necessarily i do things that rye wouldn't necessarily recommend but um they can they can be dogmatic but i think sometimes it's
1: a uh, Um, Well, that's the thing that turns people off. It is so dogmatic. mm -hmm. If you get into that community, they're like, if you don't do everything, it's like objectivism, because I'm also uh, (laughs) like an Ayn Rand fan. Um, (laughs) And but like the the dogmatic, like, nature of their followers and the philosophy is a turnoff. And it's the same with Rye. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah but (laughs) I think if you read it and you take the bits that you want to take from it, apply
2: them in your life. Sometimes I think ride too can, can seem more dogmatic than it is. Like some people follow it more um, harshly than others, but people, some, some people have gone through, there's a training program even for it. And, uh, and, and they say, well, you know, that's not exactly a rule per se. Um, But, and every kid's different. It's about meeting your kid where they are and, um, you know, meeting their needs more than it is about, you know, some um, rule that says you should never, you know, put use a pacifier or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Another <laughs> big, the big thing for me, what kind of sh- shifted my thinking at least for my, I know, like I said, I wasn't, I don't necessarily even now would consider myself respectful parenting. It's kind of a newer idea, but uh, like they said, the peaceful parenting. The big thing for me was probably like my shift into like libertarian thinking and like applying the NAP, and I just could never square that. I had this like this illogical thinking of that like i applied the nap but for some reason this one spot it doesn't apply here you know what i mean and after a while it's just like that just didn't square with me and it's it's after a while just like i just was like yeah that's that does, doesn't doesn't make sense to like spank your children and then to also be like well we can't hurt people and take your stuff and it's like but why is there just one one person you, you these one group of children or people you can or whatever you know so yeah uh yeah, one thing one place where I felt like I've kind of always been a, I guess it would be maybe something that's a little bit of a respectful parent. I don't know where I heard it, but I heard it from a very young age and I have, I have very smart children and I think this is a product of it. And I would think this is kind of something along the lines of respectful parenting. I don't know where I heard it, but I always, I heard you should talk to your children, a kind of like adults. And I don't mean in the way of like, you know, I'm not talking to them about like, you know, inappropriate things. But when I talk to them, I don't talk down to them. I mean, like I don't, I mean, I'm not intentionally being pretentious and using large words that I know they won't understand, but I also, on the other hand, I'm not intentionally dumbing down my language to the point where it's condescending. And I've kind of always done it with my children, and I have very smart children, I think, for for that reason. And I feel like that's kind of similar along the veins of respectful parenting. I don't know if that's a thing, because I don't know. It's just something <laughs> I heard before. My my wife always actually gave me shit about it, and she was just like, you can't be doing that, they're not going to understand it. I'm like, they they pick up these words. Like I know most of my vocab mm-hmm. words I've learned throughout my life has just been like, I didn't know what they were, but you hear them used in context and you pick them up as you go. And so I feel yeah. like the same thing applies for children. I feel like people, children get this knack for being dumber than they really are. You know, so I think they are smarter no, than they're people so give them smart. credit for.
1: They yeah. are so much smarter than people give them credit for. Yeah. They really are. And it starts as a baby. Uh, people don't think that babies understand and they do. They understand so much more oh, yeah. and they'll understand even more when you talk to them. Yeah, if and you give you them a chance the to
2: ask a question and give them a—I mean, they take longer to process than adults do, because um, you know, I mean, they're they're still forming. All those neurons are just exploding in their brains, and um, but if you give them a chance, I mean yeah it doesn't take long before you can Definitely. ask a question and then they actually like can, can you respond. lift your legs
1: up so we can do this diaper change and yeah. you get that from like a two-month-old three-month oh my
2: baby was doing it on uh, my first child because I started um always uh, explaining diaper changes and I'd ask him to help lift his bottom and straighten his legs and I knew he couldn't do that from day one but it's one of those things I always tried to give him opportunity to do and um I remember I think he was maybe five or six weeks old Five yeah. or six weeks old, I said, oh, can you help straighten your legs? And I gave him a chance and he just he just straightened his legs so straight for pickups. Um, are you ready for me to pick you up? I always ask my child that, my babies, are you ready for me to pick you up now? And um, just, it doesn't take long, a few weeks before you can kind of see them br- almost bracing for you they to um, pick up. So uh, they they respond
1: (laughs) when you pay attention, they respond. Our brains are wired to make these connections yeah, and they are looking for patterns. Like that is their entire job is to understand the world around them. So when we Mm -hmm. talk to them like people and we give them a moment to process it and then, and then, and then act. They get it. They yeah. get so much.
2: And and what you were saying, too, uh, when it when it comes to talking to them like whole human beings, it drives me crazy when I see parents be like, oh, you ready for your baba and your, you know, whatever. These, like, not even full sentences and they, they, they use short words, like the word that their kid might be saying, um, wawa for water. I'm like, you know they're going to continue to say that for a super long time if that's how you talk to them, but it doesn't take long for them. They're trying, they're trying to say the word that you're saying. And when you say it back wrong to them, you're imprinting the wrong word in their mind. And then eventually they're going to have to get out of that. And how many parents, how many parents at a certain point will say to their kid stops talking like a baby. You know, I hear parents say that, stop that, stop talking like a baby. Like, all of a sudden it was cute when you were two, but when you're four, you're not supposed to say those kinds of things anymore. And it's like, well, you know, that's kind of how you talk to your kid a lot. And yeah. um, it's weird, you know, so, now, so now they don't like, how are they supposed to know you're just reprimanding them for a thing that you did back to them. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no,
0: I, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. I, that was just something I've always kind of done. I don't remember. I remember just vaguely hearing it somewhere. And I just always thought that was like smart and it makes sense. And I, I'm glad I've done it. Like, uh, I mean, and I don't think, I feel like some people hear that and they think like you shouldn't be like, there are like, sometimes where I feel like you can be cutesy and kind of, you know, be, you know, do cute things, but it doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, I'm like, even now my kid's older, I'll sometimes, you know, mess with them be like, "Hey, are you doing? And you know, shit like that. And it's, so, but it's like, <laughs> but it's just being playful. But like it, when I'm in a normal conversation, I don't talk to them like they're stupid. I talk to them like they're any other person, like within reason, you know I mean? I mean, I also am kind of taking into account like their knowledge to some extent. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking to them the same way I would as if I was talking to someone who I know we're having a super deep intellectual conversation or something. I'm not going to talk to my children like that because that would be a little ridiculous. But I'm going to talk to them like I would just any other person off the street. So and I, I think it makes a difference. And. I feel like this kind of plays into your newest episode you guys had today that I watched. It was the not helping kids. I think it's kind of the same vein, the same idea, basically, of like, it, it's almost like kind of condescending to be like, essentially helping them. You should allow them to to do things on their own and to create independent beings. So I don't know if you want to elaborate on your newest episode. I thought that was a pretty good one. I watched that today. Oh, so. thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, Actually, um, I was just talking to Barbara today yeah. about how it was a little confusing <laughs> because my kids um, still ask for help. For things. And then I was like, wait a minute. Okay. What we were specifically talking about was in play. So we shouldn't be helping our kids in play, but um, we do encourage adults to support their kids and help their kids. When their kids have an interest and they need the help, so um, so there is so that was a little misleading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're gonna do a follow episode, follow up episode about yeah. that. Yeah, but it, um, it's
2: true. I mean, it, I, in play kids, are, kids, kids are super um, play, and even even starting from infancy, um, we we don't necessarily recommend uh, you know grabbing a toy and giving it to our infant just because they're reaching for it. Um, we encourage you know actually more observation, watching your child, allowing them to get through that struggle and seeing what they're, you know, just enjoying their development from that point on and um and, and not necessarily solving all of their frustrations particularly yes. in in play and then um also I mean we say play but I think that just goes in that can go into something that we might think of as educational too. So um even even if a child is doing something like a puzzle and you think, Oh, I'll help them and show them how to finish this puzzle. It's like, if you just do it for them, uh, you know, well, then what are, you know, there, there there's so many messages you're sending to them through that they're, they're not capable of doing it themselves or, um, you're sending a message that, um, that only you can solve their problems. And yeah, so it's, it's interesting. It's, Right, it's a tricky tricky fine line. You're sending them line. a message
1: that we, we adults uh the child might need adults to come save them.
2: Yeah.
1: Which is not a good message to send. We uh-huh. want to send them the message that uh they can do it and if they can't do it in that moment, it's okay. It's okay to feel those frustrating yeah. like feelings. Totally normal. Um and we can label them. We can support them through those but, uh, it's not our job to save them. It's never, we should never take responsibility for someone else's feelings. And I feel like this starts with kids because when kids get upset, adults jump in we're like, Oh no, how can I help you? And it's like, no, just, we kind of, it's okay for them to be upset. It's okay for them to get frustrated.
2: Now if my four year old, you know, I don't have a four year old, but if I was with a four year old and they asked for help to try and get on shoes, um, which, you know, even your kids still ask me for help to get on their shoes um, you put them on. I I'll I would help, help with that. I'll yeah. help with that. You know, it's, I know, and I know that they can get their shoes on themselves. It's, it's not like I'm worried about them not being able to get their shoes on, or I, I'm certainly not concerned that when they're 20, they're still going to be need me to put their shoes on, <laughs> but um, I'll help them with that task for sure.
1: That's a different task because that's a self-care, care. like necessary task where a lot of times the child is asking for help because they want to feel loved. And to make sure yes, connected. Um, so that's different, but in play when the kid is playing when the child is playing, then I feel like we need to step back and allow them to be frustrated. Yeah. And if they ask for help, I don't know in, a, in play in play. I don't know if it's best to always give help. Like we talked about in the episode, it is a great area because I did help my oldest ride a two wheel bicycle. Um, so, you know, it's just parenting is difficult yeah. and I think it's important for parents to think about these things and watch out for them.
2: Yeah, sometimes I think kids ask for help in those situations because they're used to being helped too. So, if they're constantly trying to um, do something like stack blocks and it keeps tumbling, they they're going to if we always go in and, oh, here I'll help and you like help sturdy the structure, or you do it, you know, that then going to be more apt to be like help help and um
1: yeah they become more dependent they become more us. dependent
2: yeah so if you kind of set set the stage room from beginning that they're competent and it's okay for them to fail and it's okay for them to try again um and you sort of f- try to you know exhibit that you're sure they can do it and even if they can't now they will eventually um then they'll, they won't ask for help from those kinds of tasks so much mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah, I think that's a good. I mean, I think it's a it's kind of, one of those things. It's like within reason. I mean, you guys would know this topic better than I would. You're more well read on the subject, but I would think for a I minute mean, it kind of applies well to the thing I brought up prior with the talk, like how you talk to your children. And I do think it is very much like within reason. Like I said, I, I'm like like I don't I didn't get from that that you guys were saying you should never help your children. Like I mean, I and okay. I wouldn't like because I mean that I, that's kind of dumb. But like I get from you should allow them to when appropriate you know do things on their own i feel like as a parent you generally have this tendency to just jump in and do things for them and it's like you should give them every opportunity possible i mean obviously there are certain situations where like you know whether it's a time crunch or you know it's just something that's just not reasonable to expect of them like you should jump in and help but where you can you should let them do it on their own it's the same thing it kind of applies to how you talk to them because it's like i'm I mean, even, even like I said, I, I talk to them like normal people. I kind of don't. I still to some extent talk to them at their level, but different than I do with people because I can, you can talk to people and this may sound bad, but. You can talk to someone. and Sometimes you can tell this person's not too, not too keen. They're not, they're not all there. And so I'm not gonna be using big words with them. Like, and that's, and it's not, I'm not talking to them <laughs> condescendingly. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I'm, I know they're not gonna understand this language, so I'm gonna talk to them a little bit differently. And the same applies for children, I, I would think. You know, so yeah. And this, and it's, I feel like it's different than being condescending. That's not saying you should never have fun, play, talk with them. You know, it's the same thing, like, when you have a cute puppy, You like, it's so hard not to be like, oh, my God, look at you. And that kind of thing goes for babies and stuff like that. It's not saying you should never, ever engage in that. It's just, you know, like, I feel like there's a, a balance, like, um, you know, I don't know, to bring it back yeah. to the political spectrum. Like, don't be extremist in that regard, I guess, you know, even mm-hmm. though I'm, a, I guess I'm a political extremist in regard. <laughs> but when it comes to that, I think moderation is a little bit key, you know, to some extent. Yeah, well. You know?
2: and I think it's, I think what you're, what you're kind of describing there is like understanding what's developmentally appropriate for the child. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, five-year-old doesn't have the same capabilities as like an 18 year old or two-year-old. So, you know, we will, we will um, have different expectations and, and speak to them differently, but as far as, yeah, not, not treating them condescendingly. We, I think we know what that feels like and we know when we're being condescending too. So it's like, yeah, we obviously try to stay away from that. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of, yes, absolutely. I think
0: children can tell when you're talking, you're not talking to them like you would talk to another person. And I feel like they may not necessarily feel condescended to, but they can, they feel othered. Like they they don't, they feel different. They feel that you don't respect them like you respect a a peer of yours or something like that. You don't, which, so, and I I think, I think that kind of matters. You know, I feel like you're building up, you're building up a human here. Like, I feel like it matters how you treat them. So um, with that, I think we're kind of at a good spot. Do you feel like there's anything that I didn't bring up that you guys thought was important to bring up here or or is that good? Uh,
2: I no, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. It's a, this is honestly, it's a subject I feel like I could talk about forever. <laughs> and so there's like endless amounts of stuff that I can talk about, but um, yeah. yeah, it's great.
0: All right, well, that, you guys want to drop whatever plugs you got? I know you, I know you got some plugs, Alex. <laughs> so, I do, we, yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yes, well, we didn't really talk about it here, but I I do have a, a company that I'm trying to start called Mantafly, and it's going to be um, a virtual, I'm hoping to make it like a virtual free market, uh, starting with the beauty industry. So if you want to get your hair cut at home, then you can download this app and find uh mobile like barbers or beauty professionals in your area who will travel to you. So that's what I've been working on. I've been working on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Barbara's been doing a bunch of the work on the podcast.
2: Parenting or sorry parenting trap is the podcast <laughs> do, do com. we have the dot com, we have a dot com right? but i don't have a website yet actually oh, okay. so don't don't i mean you could go there it's just uh it's not gonna it's gonna be built i can only do so much as a busy mom but um try we'll get there hopefully we'll get there and uh yeah so uh parenting trap podcast um you can listen to it on pretty much any podcast uh catcher out there and youtube as well we're on youtube hey yeah
0: Yeah, and uh, like with me, like I said at the beginning, I'm on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. I'm on Everywhere Audio pack us are at. I'm also on the Liberty Movement YouTube channel and BitChute. These guys are as well. They're on the Liberty Movement. Um, If you want to catch their newer stuff, you need to subscribe to their channel because we're like, you know, good like six episodes back on the Liberty Movement. Um, But yeah, we're Liberty Movement's on Facebook and MeWe as well. Uh, you can hit me up at the Liberty Movement Global at gmail.com. All this stuff is going to be in the uh, in the video description as always. Uh, if you want to give me money, which I'm you know, I, I definitely say you should, uh, hit me up at patreon.com slash 2020 or you can give me crypto and the Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. I really appreciate you guys coming. Um, I hope to have you guys on again. I'll probably have you on at some point, Alex, to talk about uh mantifly, you know, and uh, yeah, with that. Deuces. That's
1: awesome. That'd be great. Thanks (laughs) for having us. This has been awesome. This has been fun. No no problem. Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. right, See ya. (laughs) Thanks.
1: Bye. Bye.